A CBI team and a joint secretary in the defense ministry leave for Milan tomorrow in pursuit of the bribery trail in the VVIP chopper scam. The Italian court says it cannot share the documents relating to the VVIP chopper deal with India. It may do so at a later stage. There's no evidence. Uh, the lawyer of the arrested Finn Mechanica CEO tells NDTV there is no evidence to show former air chief SV Tyagi received kickbacks in the VVIP chopper deal. The arrested CEO's lawyer also says the family in the Italian prosecution report refers to the Tyagi family. But the prosecutor's report mentions that Tyagi's got 12 million euros from the middlemen. While another part of the report says the family got 28 million euros. Which family were they referring to? Good evening. Welcome to India Decides. Tonight we bring you the latest from our investigation into the VVIP chopper scam. Coming up, a crucial interview with the lawyer of the arrested CEO of the company at the center of it all, Finn Mechanica. But as we'll show you, there are key unanswered questions still and discrepancies between what the defense lawyer of Giuseppe Orsi says and the Italian prosecution report which outlines this major international crime. I'm Vishnu Shom. Here are your headlines. Reports suggest that four associates of the sandalwood smuggler Virapan, who have been sentenced to death, may be executed as early as tomorrow. But the Supreme Court says it hasn't got any official notice of the date of the executions and refuses to hear a plea from the accused. Days after a police constable is arrested for trying to access BJP leader Arun Jaitley's call details, a furious BJP says the Home Minister should clarify who authorized the surveillance. Outrage in Dhaka over the killing of an activist, spreading protests demanding the death penalty for a 1971 war criminal. Lacks of people have been on the streets for the last 10 days. It's been called Bangladesh's Tahari Square moment. Hardeep Chadda shot and killed his brother, the industrialist Ponti Chadda. Ponti's aide Namdhari then killed Hardeep. So says the crime branch's charge sheet according to sources. We're on now to our top story, an NDTV exclusive interview with the man defending the CEO of Finn Mechanica. In an interview to my colleague Sunetra Chaudhary in Milan, Ennio Amadeo says the former air chief S.C. Tiagi is entirely innocent. The statements of middleman Guido Hashka cannot be trusted. And the words, the family, mentioned in the prosecutor's report, does not refer to the Gandhi family. But several key questions still remain. And as we shall see, there are significant discrepancies between what Mr. Amadeo says and the claims made in the reports. Why do you call it untrustworthy? Aren't there uh, paper documents? Because they're talking about specific payments. They're talking about uh, millions of euros being um, paid to India, to the Tyagi brothers. And they talk about specific meetings. Why do you call it untrustworthy? I I call untrustworthy because they, uh, oh, excuse me, because Mr. Aske uh, declared that uh, actually he got money, but uh, he never asserted that uh, Mr. Uh, Sajitiagi, the former air chief, uh, yes, was uh, uh, really involved. In uh, the story, because uh, uh, when it comes to describe uh, uh, what allegedly 
Mr. Sagittiaki uh, would uh, have been done, he is uh, very confused, uh, and so he uh, gave uh, the impression to the judge that uh, he, he is uh, uh, telling a false story. All right, the arrested uh, Finn McCarricka, CEO's the lawyer, they're speaking to NDTV. Now, the, the bottom line is the ex-air chief S.V. Tiagi Edison. That's what that lawyer over there says. The lawyer says that Guido Hashka, key middleman here, never said that he gave funds to air chief marshal S.V. Tiagi. Now, is he therefore innocent based on what that lawyer says? Let's just see uh, what the evidence so far suggests. Now, the prosecution report uh, actually says, and this is the report on the basis of which all of this information is coming out, says a part of 20 million euros was transferred from the Tiagi brothers to their cousin, the Air Force chief. So this is an allegation made in this particular report, the prosecution report. So the, the lawyer over there of Giuseppe Orsi, the defense lawyer, saying that in fact no money was transferred to the former air chief flies in the face of what the prosecution report says. But let's now move on to the second main bit. Yesterday, the BJP wanted to know who the family refers to. Two words, the family. Who does this refer to in the report? Does this refer to the Tiagi brothers or is this a reference to someone else? It's become a huge political scandal in India. Everyone wants to know what do they mean by the Indian family because suggestions are it could be the Gandhi family which no, is in Padre. No, of course. There is... Uh, a family called uh, Tiagi and uh, there is uh, uh, a member of this family whose name is Julie Tiagi okay. and uh, uh, those uh, are uh, the gentlemen who are indicated by Mr. Aske. But what I would like to stress once more that uh, there is uh, uh, nothing uh, uh, substantiated regarding uh, the actual conduct of Mr. Uh, Saji Tiagi. All right, now who does the family refer to over there? Now, according to the lawyer over there, the defense lawyer representing Giuseppe Orsi, the CEO of Finn Mechanica, the family does not, in fact, refer to the Gandhis. He says that the family refers to the Tiagi brothers, not the Gandhis. Now, the reason this, uh, not, nobody, even the BJP hasn't openly suggested that it is the Gandhis that the family re uh, is, is referring to, those two words. Who is it referring to? That's still a mystery. However, there is a discrepancy. Now, according to the prosecution report, the Tiagi brothers received 12 million euros from Hashka and Jeroso, the middlemen. But in another part of the prosecution report, the words, the family is used. It doesn't say Tiagi in this instance. And it says, the family received 28 million euros. So there is a discrepancy here. Are they talking about two families? The Tiagi family having received 12 million euros? If so, what exactly or who exactly is this other family? We still don't know that. Well, Sunetra then goes on to ask the lawyer whether there is a deal in the works whereby Guido Hashka and Kristen Michel, the two middlemen, give information to prevent being prosecuted. Another thing which we got from our sources over here is that uh, the Italian investigators and Italian authorities are in talks with Hashke and Christian Michel 
uh, to perhaps make a deal with them uh, about they get information and then they don't have jail. Uh, do you have information about that? Yes, there is something uh, uh, stemming from the investigation, but uh, uh, it is clear uh, in my eyes that uh, uh, nor uh, Mr. Ashke and uh, neither Mr. Michel were appointed to do uh, a wrongdoing in uh, India. And so it is uh, simply a matter regarding a, a so-called uh, post-contract uh, service mm -hmm. uh, in the field. All right, question marks being raised by the lawyer about the post-contract conduct possibly of, uh, of, of Hashka over there and Christian uh, Michel. However, let's look at again what the prosecution report says. It says that Hashka, Michel and Jerosa, that's the third middleman, were key in handling funds used to allegedly influence the former air chief. The report also mentions that 100,000 euros at one stage was handed over in cash to one of the, Julie, uh, one of the uh, Tiagi brothers over here. We still don't know what exactly is the truth over here. Was Guido Hashka, is he in the process of spinning a yarn? Uh, and if so, why is he doing this? That's what the defense lawyer would argue. The prosecutors would argue that no, in fact, the statements that he has made to them are very, very substantive and point to a serial process of bribery with funds from Finn Mechanica going to shell companies and ultimately to India, to the Tiagi brothers, possibly to the air chief, possibly to politicians, we don't know as yet. Well, my colleague Sunetra Chaudhary joins us now from uh, Milan. Firstly, Sunetra, what we heard was an account of a defense lawyer. The prosecution is still not speaking to us, is that right? That's right. Uh, in fact, we've been trying ever since we've come here, and we've also got in touch with them uh, quite a few times. We've spoken to people, but at the moment they're saying because of the fact that, one, the case is under major scrutiny, it's on front pages of all the Italian papers, lots of editorials are being written about it, and elections are due here next week, just next week. General elections are happening in Italy, and why it's politically related is because it's a government company, the second largest company, and uh, Orsi, Giuseppe Orsi, uh, is someone who was appointed by the previous government, so it's a political case. So that's why they say it's unwise of us to speak out publicly right now uh, about this case and so that's why we have to go by uh, one we have to see how it proceeds in court and whether the judge himself uh, upholds the kind of prosecutor's report where he, whether he thinks that there is ev enough evidence or not uh, but till then we just have what the defense is saying and in this case the defense this is their assessment of the evidence that is there. What is the evidence? One, the, uh, the testimonies of the two of the middlemen uh, of course, Christian Michel hasn't spoken to the Italians at all, so you just have harsh case. And second, you have the testimony of a former manager of Finn Mechanica. These two testimony, and of course, what has been cited in the report are the wiretaps. That's the evidence, and according to the defense, it's not good enough, it won't stand in court, but we have to wait and see what happens and what the judge says when it goes to trial. Vishnu? All right, Sunetra, we are now being told that the CBI will not be given the help that they want, the CBI team apparently on its way to Italy uh, very shortly. 
That's right. The CPI is expected uh, sometime this week. In fact, uh, we've also been told by here that uh, they've already been in touch with the authorities. What's interesting is that when we spoke to those uh, prosecution, of course, they're not speaking on record. This is all off the record. What they're saying is that uh, it's not that they were rejected because they didn't have the paperwork right. What they need, and CBI knows this, uh, they have experienced that in other international cases as well, uh, while they were dealing with Kotroki, while they were dealing uh, in the uh, Bofos, the original payoffs case, is what the people here are saying is criminal law internationally says that if you want information from another country, you have to get a warrant from a judge. They say they cannot entertain any kind of request from the Indian government. It's not a government-to-government thing. It's a criminal court thing. So they want a judge, a letter, which is a letter rogatory. That's what they call it in legal terms. They want it from India. And only then will they consider, will the judge then consider how to share the information. Vishnu. Are we any clearer to getting details of the money trail? Of the money trail? Well, uh, what's really clear is, and that's what the report as well gives out, is the money trail over here in Italy and also the fact that it's going, uh, even the defense actually accepted that. They said that they have evidence of it going to the Tyagi brothers. But what they're saying is when it comes into India and all the details of what happened in India, who all is it going to, uh, the prosecution report only talks about those Indian people that we know. The brothers Tyagi, they also talk about Shashi Tyagi implicating him, and of course the lawyer, Khaitan, uh, who is supposed to be close to them. Apart from that, did it go to anyone else? Anyone else in the defense ministry? Uh, the report is very clear. It does not. So those are perhaps the details, the gaps which the CPI will have to plug in. And that's where they need the help and all the testimonies of all of them. We know that two people are still fugitive in this, uh, Vishnu, the two people who were supposed to be negotiating and meeting the Indians. Uh, that's Hashke and Christian Michel. Uh, whether they'll do a deal with uh, Italian authorities and surface here to approvers, that we have to wait and see. Apparently, our sources telling us something might be worked out in the next 10 days. All right. Thanks very much uh, for joining us uh, with all of those details. Meanwhile, there is a reaction which has come in from Sanjeev Tyagi's lawyer. He says, our client strongly refutes all allegations and insinuations that have been leveled against him in the reported deal for purchase of choppers between the government of India and Augusta Westland. Our client categorically states that he's had no role to play in the Augusta Westland helicopters deal and that his name has been wrongly dragged into the controversy. Well, even as the row over alleged payment of kickbacks in the VVIP chopper deal dominates headlines, another controversy on account of another chopper deal that never went through is also in the news. This goes back to 2009 and was in connection with the sale of choppers, the plan to sell choppers, to the Delhi police by the same firm that it's, that's in the eye of the storm, Augusta Westland. NDTV has now learned that there was an agreement between Augusta Westland and Ganton, a company linked to the middleman Abhishek Varma. According to this agreement, commissions were promised for the sale of the choppers. While we must emphasize that the deal never materialized for reasons not yet clear, questions will be asked given the timing of the latest revelation. Meanwhile, the Delhi Police Commissioner Neeraj Kumar has in fact responded to the latest uh, revelations on that chopper deal, which did not actually go through. He says there was never any deal between the police and Augusta Westland. There is this uh, document which has come out, sir, which says that in 2009, Delhi police was trying to get some helicopters from Augusta Westland through Gandhi. Now, the deal never went on, I know that. But why was there, if 
was the Delhi police at all in talks with Augusta Westland to get some Not at all. Not at all. It was not even in our minds. <laughs> but sir, we have got some documents. Do you think the documents no, no, no. to be verified needs to be yes, verified? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you know, at that time, I was a special CP administration. This thought had not even come into our minds. Alright, this thought had not even come to our into our minds is what the Commissioner of Police says. Sudhiranjan Sen, why are we reporting this then? The police says this had never even come into our mind, but we are reporting this on the basis of some documents. Now, the veracity of these documents needs to be proven. But if you look at these documents at face value, it indicates possibly a deal between Abhishek Varma's firm Ganton and Augusta Westland. Isn't that right? Well, Vishnu, that's that's exactly the point. I mean, while uh, we are mentioning uh, since the time we broke the story that this, you know, the deal never went through and the government, uh, you know, coming out saying that, well, the, the, you know, it, the, no question of any payments because the deal never went through. The police saying that we never met. But here is a piece of document that we have. We have, you know, we cannot independently verify this. But the way the document has been drawn up, the way, you know, it talks about uh, you know, it, want, it, it says that it, you know, uh, Abhishek Varma or Ganton would have got 8% had the deal gone through 15% uh, on spares. Now, this is an internal document. It looks like it is an internal document between Ganton and Abhishek Varma. What does it basically signify, Vishu? It basically signifies or shows how defense dealing is done. It's a, it you know, gives us a sneak peek into how you drop names. Uh, most likely what would have happened and that's what our sources are indicating is that you know while Delhi police had been for some time uh, projecting a demand for for you know ability to uh, you know monitor Delhi from from the skies they've been projecting once in a while that they need a helicopter that's always been turned down now once this comes out it you know it, it just shows how middlemen and defense contractors work that well there is a demand I know if I can get it through you this is the amount of money that you will have to give us it just shows that how easy it is you know despite all the integrity contracts despite all the no middlemen uh, you know clauses that you have it just shows how easy it is to slip through the cracks and you know get to companies and say well we can get it done for you so this is the amount of money that we have this is basically what it shows Vishnu all right Sudhiranjan thanks very much for joining us with those details it's time now for us to take a short break up after that the top court the Supreme Court says no to a plea by those on death row in the associates of Virappan, they could be executed very soon. Four aides of the sandalwood smuggler Virappan, whose mercy petitions were rejected this week, have moved the Supreme Court against their imminent hanging, which, took which could take place as early as tomorrow. The Supreme Court has refused to hear their plea, saying that there is no proof of an execution date at the moment. The four men, Gyan Prakasha, Simon, Madhaya and Bilavindran, have been on death row for nine years after the Supreme Court awarded them the death sentence in 2004 for killing 21 policemen and forest personnel in a landmine blast in Palar, Karnataka. The human rights groups, including Amnesty International, have appealed to the government not to execute the four. Let's just remind you of the facts of the case that date back to 1993. The mercy petitions of four inmates of this prison in Belgaum in Karnataka has been rejected by the President of India on Wednesday. The four accused, Simon, Bailavendran, Nyana Prakash and Madaya, are associates of sandalwood bandit Virapan. The four accused were involved in a landmine blast at Palar in Karnataka in 1993. The blast led to the death of 21 policemen near the border of Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. In 2004, the Supreme Court sentenced the four accused to death.
The accused conducted the operation mainly on the instruction by dacoit Virupan, who long defied governments of Tamil Nadu, Karnataka and Kerala by occupying several acres of forest land to smuggle sandalwood worth crores of rupees. Virupan was wanted for killing more than 180 people, most of them police officers, until he was killed in an encounter by the police in 2004. The four accused moved a mercy petition to the president in 2004 and it had been pending since then. Radhika Ayer in Bangalore for NDTV. Even as Maharashtra's farmers battle a drought, some ministers of the state seem to be completely unaffected. Tejas Mehta sent us this report on an extravagant display of wealth by Maharashtra's Minister of State for Urban Development, even as farmers continue to suffer. Uh, to create a kind of Disneyland with 5 lakh square feet pandal, 100,000 invitees. I mean, uh, not only is this shocking, but it shows a very low IQ in Mr. Bhaskar Jadav. It's a, 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 a small-minded activity. <laughs> NCP leader Bhaskar Jadhav, Maharashtra's Minister of State for Urban Development, facing flak for his ostentatious display of wealth at a time when the state is reeling under one of its worst droughts. A palatial 5 lakh square feet wedding set, over 60 delicacies and even helicopter rides to ferry the top brass of the Maharashtra government. <laughs> The opposition attacking Jadhav after he reportedly confessed but later denied that the food and decor was sponsored by the contractor of the Koina Dam, Shah Constructions. Within the NCP, it may be a closed matter, but an apology can't retract the not-so-subtle insensitivity. An NDTV Bureau report.